your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show it from the earth to the cross. If you notice the uh, sermon title, you maybe haven't looked that far into the bulletin, it has nothing to do with the sermon this morning. Uh, I uh, watched a Christmas movie on Hallmark uh, Friday night, and I got to thinking as I went to bed that my sermon that I worked on all week didn't really much fit into the Christmas season. And so I... I put that one away, came to the office at 5 o'clock Saturday morning, and started all over. And so my sermon is a little different than I had anticipated. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and may the love of God 
and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also Together we pray, Almighty God, you have filled all the earth with the light of your incarnate word. By your grace, empower us to reflect your light in all that we do. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And I knew you would, John. Paul, Paul. They have a oh, Paul. Yeah, yeah, the other Paul. Dad, John. Right? No. no. That's Dad. That's Dad. <laughs> Try again. Christmas, and now we have started what? A new year, which is 2020. Are you excited about the new year? Yes. What's going to happen this year that makes that's exciting for you? Um, we're going to get to see our friends at school again, and we're going to... Um, we're going to have a big art project at school and get to see our, um, all our teachers that we've missed. School stuff, huh? Yes. Camping. Camping? And I'll let you kids share. Okay, come on. The first candle is the candle of hope. The second candle is the candle of peace. And the third candle is the candle of because it's sort of in, it might set things on fire. <laughs> but that candle is a candle of love. But take in light, what candle is this? The Jesus candle. Jesus. The candle of 
I invite you all to stand for Lo, How a Rose Are Blooming. We're going to sing verse 1 and 2.
was a false alarm because that's for a different song. So we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> first lesson this morning is from Jeremiah chapter 31. For thus says the Lord, sing aloud with gladness for Jacob and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, the Lord has saved his people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, the woman with child and her who is in travail together, a great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will make them walk by brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands afar off. Say, he who scattered Israel will gather him and will keep him as a shepherd keeps his flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from hands too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall be like a watered garden, and they shall languish no more. Then shall the maidens rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will feast the soul of the priests with abundance, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We'll read responsively Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends forth his command to the earth. His words run swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He casts forth his eyes like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sends forth his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob. His statutes and ordinances to Israel. 
He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his ordinances. Praise the Lord. The second lesson lesson is from Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. He destines us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. For he has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will, we, who first hoped in Christ, have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Word of God, word of life. I invite you to stand for the singing of this next song.
gospel is recorded in John, the first chapter. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. We have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. John bore witness to him and cried, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, for he was before me, and from his fullness have we all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has made him known. The gospel of our Lord. The first two verses of the Bills of Christmas. portion of John 3.16 and a portion from the epistle text from Ephesians. For God so loved the world that he destined us in love to be his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. These are thy holy words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in thy truth, for thy word is eternal truth. Amen. He was my English student, Form 5, equivalent to a senior in high school in our country. His last year of secondary school... His goal was to become an evangelist. His given name at birth was Christian. Not a gangly Maasai, but atypically short, nearing 20 years of age, quick with the English language, and hanging on me, his teacher, like wallpaper. 
Can you see him? Visualize him. He told me that his pastor had told him that if he ever needed to go home to see his parents, that he would provide transportation. Well, that day arrived, and Christian asked me if I would go with him. The pastor has a, had a Datsun pickup. It was an old one. Uh, we, I was corrected as to when they changed the name of Datsun to Nissan at the early service, and so I won't mention that again. The pastor was not atypical like Christian, but he was typical Maasai, a tall man, not an ounce of fat on him, making us, when we got together, the three of us, in the cab of that old pickup, made us look like sardines squeezed in a can. Our first stop was a gas station. Pastor didn't have any money, as so many pastors in that country. And so the first thing, the first order, was to fill up the pickup with gas for our ride to nowhere. We headed east on the hard road, about 45 kilometers, equivalent to 30 miles, to Arusha, and then we turned left, went north towards Kenya, about the same distance. And before we left that hard road, I had noticed many scattered fruit stands alongside. Christian said to me, Pastor, we've got to stop and we've got to buy some tea for my family when we arrive. Not realizing then that I should have made more purchases than just tea, but mangoes and oranges and bananas, avocados, for my trip to nowhere to visit his parents. When we left that hard road built by the Germans way back years ago, onto what I would hardly call a road at all, more like a trail, I hoped Christian knew where we were going. In about a half hour or so at Christian's direction, we left that trail onto no trail at all, just the barren desert, no road at all, going cross-country to nowhere. The fine st sand was being stirred up by the front tires of our pickup, floating upward through the rusted-out floorboard, infiltrating the cab. Can you see the three of us there, squeezed in that pickup, in a mist of sand, crammed into that well-worn Datsun? Christian 
the navigator, he knew where we were going. The pastor didn't. The pastor was the pilot. And me? Wondering. Wondering. Not afraid, but perhaps a bit bewildered. As the windshield wipers are going back and forth like they do here in our country, sweeping snow, there they were sweeping the mist of sand upon our windshield. Through the haze in the cab, I could see the rising from the desert, Mount Kilimanjaro. When Christian said, we are getting close, in the middle of nowhere, a cluster of huts appeared, and one lone cow, tethered, standing humpbacked, its ribs apparent, and obviously not well. It was the fourth year of an ongoing drought in Tanzania, a devastation for the proud Maasai people, nomadic herders of cattle and goats, which were their earthly possessions, their total assets, their bank account, providing them food, keeping them muscular, strong, and healthy. Their daily diet provided by their herd of cows and goats, a mixture of milk and blood taken from a vein in the neck of the cow and put in their gourd and shaken and carried with them throughout the day. But now, it was a different day. Their wealth depleted, now dependent upon beans for protein, a foreign diet for Maasai people. Already I was sensing that the day was going to be a special day in my life. Remembering the fruit stand as we left the hard road. Remembering that the only thing that I had brought to share was a couple of bucks worth of tea. Christian escorted me, first of all, into his grandmother's hut of typical Maasai architecture, round and like an igloo, its infrastructure made of woven twigs held together, mudded by cow dung. But to my surprise, the inside was quite different than the appearance of the outside. The inside was wallpapered, creatively wallpapered, with glossy covers from the old Life magazine. Remember that? Thick and glossy. One of which, there on the wall, was a classic Marilyn Monroe photo. 
the wind lifting her dress. Remember that photo? Its very existence here in nowhere was evidence that at one time this family had some net worth. And so this room, round, not, not very large, maybe from here over to that wall, round, there, sitting in the middle of it, was Grandma, squatted, her hands well-worn, hovering over some smoldering twigs, with the smoke curling upward through a little hole in the top of her hut. I squatted beside her, actually not beside her, but across from her, held out my hands, and she held hers out to me. Mere bones encased with wrinkled skin, our arms encircling the feeble source of heat between us, smoldering, smoking sticks. Can you see us sitting there? The smoke curling up between our hands. Christian's grandma and me alone. She told me about the German Lutheran missionaries who had come to what was then Tanganyika to spread the Christmas story, the story of the candles, the story of the swaddled in cloth baby lying in the manger, a Jesus of whom her parents had never heard but told in such a way that her mom and dad accepted Jesus into their life as their Lord and Savior. And then, just like the story had been told to them, they told it to me, she said, profusely. I'll never forget it. Over and over and over again, she expressed her thankfulness to me for the German missionaries who had come many years before, bringing to them the Christmas story of the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. And then she shared that just like her mom and dad had taught her about Jesus, that she taught her son, and that her son had taught his son, whom now you are teaching and telling him more about your Lord, who someday, like you, wants to become an evangelist to his own people here in Tanzania. I listened to her, holding hands all that time for what seemed like a long time. But today, it 
was but perhaps a fleeting moment listening to this beautiful, this beautiful, worn and tired grandma trying to keep warm, cold, shivering, shivering, and hungry. Not me, but her. Then Christian came into the hut and said, Shumgagi? Can you say that? Shumgagi? Meaning pastor. Shumgagi, tea is ready. Come with me to my father's tent. The table was set. The size of a piano bench covered with a beautiful white cloth. I can see it. Another indication that at one time this family was not a starving family but had means to have some of the finer things in life like a white tablecloth. Squatting beside Christian's father, two uncles were squatted across the table. The women of the family, as I remember, maybe five or six and some other children, lined up in a row behind us, watching us. As Christian's father took that teapot and poured tea first into my cup and into his and into his brother's and then took what was, as I remember it, uh, about a dollar bill sized chunk of hardened bread and cut it not into the number of pieces of people in the room, but into four pieces. One for me, for him, and Christian's two uncles. I had already been so blessed by Grandma for the gift that Grandma had given me simply by letting me hold her hands. And now, to be blessed again, breaking bread with three Maasai nomads while the onlookers were left out. They were all hungry. I was the only one with a stomach satisfied by food. Their hunchback cow just outside the hut struggling for its own life no longer was able to provide the traditional Maasai sustenance of 50% milk and 50% blood 
mixed and held in their gourd-like container. I ate that bread. I had no choice. I drank that tea while others behind me watched. If not sacramental, that moment, if not sacramental, I don't know what else you could have called it. For God so loved the world that he destined us in love to be his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ in order that we might love one another. Soon it was time to retrace our tire tracks in the sand. Mount Kilimanjaro brilliantly, magnificently positioned to the south as we began to say our goodbyes. I stood beside Christian's mom and gently put my arm upon her shoulder. She accepted my gesture as a sign of my love for her. She did not pull away. Yet, I could not keep my hand there as I felt the bones covered by the finest cloth she had. And I slowly lowered my arm to my side and started to once again say goodbye. And then I could not constrain myself. I had to do it again. I just had to, raising my arm to her shoulder, sheathed by her finest covering to experience for a second time in my life something that I might never experience again. What a truly starving person's shoulders feels like. A feeling I've never forgotten. I'm wondering if you could in some way feel what I felt. I'm sure it was Christian's hope that if I met the starving family, that maybe somehow I might be able to help them. Very seldom does anyone ever open up their billfold and give everything that's in it away. I had never done it before, and I have never done it again. That day I did, my only fear being that all that I had wasn't enough. Yet Christian said, my gift probably would be enough to purchase beans to hopefully see them through this continuing drought 
until the prayed-for rains came back. It was difficult leaving this place I called nowhere, which all of a sudden became a somewhere just off the beautiful slopes of Kilimanjaro. In our final goodbye, she said, Chumgaji, Chimgaji, I wish I had something to give you, but I have nothing to give. Little, little, little did I realize what she and her family had just given me. They gave me Christmas. They gave me Jesus. They gave me love. They gave me their hearts. They gave me themselves. You see, this is Christmas, isn't it? Second Sunday in Christmas. There is no greater gift to give or to receive than the gift of love. And that's, and that's what God has done for us. What a Christmas gift. What a Christmas gift. For God so loved the world you and me. For God so loved the world that he destined us, you and me, in love to be his sons and to be his daughters through Jesus Christ in order that we might do what God has done for us in order that we might love one another. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what Christmas is all about. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. Help us to share that love with everyone around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 3 and 4. Let's stand. The bells of Christmas.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we begin this new year as your children, whom you have destined in love according to the riches of your grace. Lead us in returning our love to you. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Destined in love according to the riches of your grace, which you have lavished upon us, guide us in generous loving of all humankind. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Destined in love, we pray for our world, desperately in need of love, a world divided by religion, culture, and race. We pray for the leaders of our nations, that they seek to turn swords into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. This Christmas season, we pray for those among us and for those beside who, for whatever reason, are not experiencing the hope, peace, joy, and love that you bring us in Jesus. Strengthen us in our efforts through SOV to be messengers of Jesus's love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Patiently, we await the guidance of your Holy Spirit and the work of the Oregon Synod in bringing to us a pastor who will love us and whom we will love as we work together as partners, spreading the good news of your grace, reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. Lord, in your mercy. On this birthday Sunday, hear us as we share our prayers aloud or in our hearts. We pray for all the military personnel that have been sent to the Mideast. And we especially remember uh, young man, Nolan Degner, raised in this church. His first deployment to be with all of us and keep him safe and bring him home. These prayers spoken and spoken in our hearts. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Let us continue our worship by receiving our morning offering. Thank you. 
of glory, receive these gifts and the offering of our lives. As Jesus was lifted up from the earth, draw us to your heart in the midst of this world, that all creation may be brought from bondage to freedom, from darkness to light, and from death to life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. On the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread and he took wine. He broke the bread and he took the cup of wine and he blessed them and he said, This is my body given for you and this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. Do this as oft as ye eat it and drink it in remembrance of me. This feast is not the feast prepared by SOV, but it is a feast prepared by our Savior, Jesus Christ. And believing in him as your Lord and your Savior, he invites you to come and receive his presence as he has said, this is my body and this is my blood.
is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now, may the peace of God that passes all understanding, and may this, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given and shed for us for the forgiveness of all our sins, strengthen us and preserve us unto a lasting life. Peace be with each one of us. Together we say, Amen. Good morning. It's a beautiful day in Beaverton. Think about other places. Um, we have opportunities. We have so many opportunities in this church today, but I'm going to focus on two right now, and then there'll be some talk about another opportunity. Fellowship is a special time, and we have a great reputation of doing fellowship at this church. We'd like to keep it going. There is not really a fellowship team. We're all on the team. So we're going to punt. It's football season today. But on the, and the Sunday's coming up. We need people to fill in the blanks. I have to tell you, the red pen came out this morning at early church of helping with fellowship and cleanup. And we'd like to fill in all these blanks. Everybody can do something. We need help cleaning up, but we also need help setting up. And if you don't have any idea how to do it, there are people to, to teach you. There's some uh, information in the kitchen. But we'd like to continue our fellowship time together, and we'd like some help. So think about it, pray about it, how you can help. Now, on this morning's early service, I didn't have an opportunity to do this. pastor doesn't know I'm going to do it, but he knows that I'm, I've been uh, nurtured by Corinne Gilbertson. Um, we have a new member of our church. We invite you to take home a poinsettia. Um, they're ready to go home with you. Christmas undecorating. 
So we decided that that's going to be this next coming Saturday. Um, that'll be here at 10 o'clock. Um, we'll, we'll take down all the decorations. I think Reynolds going to come do the tree at some point as well. But we'll take all the stuff down, uh, box it all up, and put it back in the shed. So we need your help for that. Um, love to have you there. Um, need a team. Uh, we just made this decision right before this service, so we don't have any volunteers yet. So if, if you have free time next Saturday at 10 a.m. in the morning, um, it'd be great if you'd come in and help us out. Thanks. That is that there is a budget. I don't know if this was talked about at uh, first service, but we have uh, a budget, our annual budget meeting. Um, it's going to be in two weeks on the um, 19th, I believe it is. And it'll be in between services. Uh, so if you're a member, please come so we can get a quorum and uh, vote. And Dave should next Sunday have the preliminary budget for you to review. Um, so, yeah. Congregational meeting in two weeks. Thanks. This is birthday Sunday. Anybody present with January birthdays? Samuel is. Any others? Regina and Isabel. Pat Nelson, I know, isn't. Joel Ray. And Peggy is not here. Okay. the season of Advent, we talked about Jesus bringing us in the first candle of the Advent wreath. Oh. oh. Then we talked about his bringing us peace. peace. And then joy. joy. And finally, love. and Christ's candle burns and he has destined us in what? In love. love. To be his sons and daughters and to share his love. Go tell it on the mountain. And let's Go tell it on the mountain. Over Shepherds can now watch him or silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the 
Jacob and Dan for leading us in music. Go in peace. Do what? Serve the Lord. And then what? Thanks, Thanks to God. God. Amen.